All right. Welcome back for another episode of Two Plane Sports. Uh, we're going to be talking about some news today that's come out. Um, you know, Chubba Purdy is on campus, Jay Valai, uh, Latrell McCutcheon is going to the transfer portal, and the impacts of hiring Valai as far as on current recruits and commits and Gentry Williams and potential, you know, future recruits as well. Uh, but before we get going into it, we just want to say we really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't already subscribe, if you keep coming back and watching us and you've just been stubborn about subscribing, it's free. You've been back here multiple times. You might as well subscribe at this point. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all at two plane sports. If you don't like looking at Brandon, go on to Spotify and you can find us there. Uh, it's easy to download and it's also free. Um, but anyway, um, we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, so the first the first thing we're going to talk about is Chubba Purdy. He, uh, him and his family, his mom posted a picture of them uh, on an airplane landing in Oklahoma City, and they are here for a visit. Uh, he's six foot two, 210-pound quarterback from Florida State, originally from Gilbert, Arizona. Uh, obviously, you recognize the probably recognize his last name, Purdy. He's Barack's little brother from Iowa State. Uh, he appeared in three games, you know, in Florida State last year. Um, he kind of got buried. He on appeared the in one game last year in 21. Well, sorry, I'm thinking about 2020. Uh, he also played a few games during the COVID season. But, yeah, he did play 2021 as well. Uh, not a whole lot, though. Um, you know, so he's a dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, obviously, Levy wants to run a dual threat type type program. Um, what do you guys think? Jose, do you want to start us off on uh, Chubba Purdy being in town? Um, I think he's going to be, if he's brought on, because it sounds like he's got an offer, uh, at least a committable offer, he's going to just be depth and very much a development guy. Um, definitely don't expect him to be competing with Dylan Gabriel for the starting position. I don't know. I just hard to imagine that a guy that was third string at Florida State is going to compete for the starting position compared to a guy that, you know, has starting experience and was pretty good. Even if it is at a lower level, I mean, he, the guy's still talented and we don't know what uh, Chubba's got um, to work with. So, I mean, we, we expect to get two transfer quarterbacks. So he would be the second. I, I personally would much rather see someone else. Um, but I mean, he depth is depth at the end of the day. And I think Evers would probably be the second string in that situation. Brandon, what do you think? I, I agree with Jose. I think if, if he commits, he's going to be depth. I, I, I do envision him being buried in the depth chart again if he comes here, as he was in Florida State. Uh, you know, Florida State's quarterbacks, no offense to them, are not, in my opinion, on the same level as Dylan Gabriel or Nick Evers and, and, you know, Chubba Purdy wasn't able to get the starting spot over, over those two guys, uh, Mackenzie Milton and uh, Jordan Travis, I think is the other, is the other quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's a very much depth piece. Um, then again, you know, if, if, if Levy sees something in or sees, you know, whatever, uh, you never know, I guess. Um, he commits will be his biggest fan, but I think, uh, as Jose mentioned, and we've mentioned a couple of times in the show, uh, we definitely anticipate two transfer quarterbacks coming. Um, and yeah, I, I personally would like to see somebody else as well, but, um, you know, in, 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 in Levy and in, in Venables, we trust, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the visit goes. We should have some news on that. You know, if he commits, it can be as early as tomorrow. 
Yeah. I mean, and the one positive thing about him, yeah, he could be kind of a development project. You know, he played in the COVID season. Um, I assume last year he got a red shirt. So I believe he has four years of eligibility left, which is huge. I mean, he, you know, he's a talented guy coming out of high school. He was a four-star. I think he was the number six dual threat or number seven. I can't remember. Um, but he does, you know, he's visiting OU during the week. Uh, he does have a visit lined up with Nebraska uh, this weekend. Obviously, Nebraska has taken Casey, Casey Thompson. Um, so Casey Thompson's there. And now, uh, you know, the original starting quarterback that was behind Martinez, Logan Smothers, is already there. So either either place he goes, there's going to be, you know, competition. I'm not saying, you know, that Casey Thompson is, you know, the, the greatest quarterback, but he might face an uphill battle there. So it might come down to where does he see the best development potential? And I would like to think Oklahoma would offer him a better um, ability to, to develop. And if he has four years of eligibility, you know, maybe a year or two behind Dylan Gabriel might pay some dividends. And, and Georgia just won a national title with, with Stetson Bennett, who, uh, you know, again, no knock on him. He's, he, he's not a world beater at the quarterback position out there. Um, so, you know, it can be done. I, I like to think that Chubba Purdy can be just as good, if not a little bit better than Setson Bennett. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just see how these visits, how this visit pans out. And, you know, if OU does end up bringing on, bringing on another quarterback to visit as well before they, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I just like the thought that they're not sitting back and putting all their eggs in one basket. Like they've been very proactive, and I feel like that's a total different philosophy from the last um, from the last regime. I feel like a lot of times it was put all your eggs in one basket, and sometimes it hit, sometimes it wouldn't. I feel like this staff is just going, well, we're going to take what we can get. We have to move forward, and we have to set ourselves up in our best position. So whether Purdy is a sooner or not, we'll find out probably in the next probably after this weekend, I'd imagine. It seems like it's between Oklahoma and Nebraska. I don't know if he's got any other visits coming up, but the fact that he's here with his family going to Nebraska at the end of this week and then, you know, classes start next month or next Tuesday, I feel like you have to get on campus here pretty quick. So we'll we'll know one way or another. Um, but yeah, I do agree. They're they're gonna have they're gonna take another transfer quarterback and it'll be interesting to see. Um, do you guys have anything to add before we move on from Chuba? No. All right. So uh, some news that just came out just a little bit before recording this uh, OU has finalized their uh, defensive coaching staff as far as, you know, on, you know, position coaches and on the field coaches and Jay Valai. Um, he's, you know, he originally a little bit of backstory about him. Um, you know, he played at Wisconsin, had a great career there. Um, he started off his coaching career at Georgia. He was a defensive quality coach in 2016 and 17. Uh, and then he went to Kansas City in 2018 and was an assistant uh, DB coach and quality control coach, cornerback uh, coach for Rutgers in 2019. Got an offer to be the cornerback coach at University of Texas in 2020. Um, obviously, that regime got flushed down the toilet and he was a part of it. And then he went to Alabama as their cornerback coach. So a guy that's been, you know, he hasn't held a job for more than a year since 20, you know, 2016, 2017, you know, Texas deal wasn't really his fault since he came in and everyone else got fired. Um, but Nick Saban took him and, you know, I'm not saying that Nick Saban didn't have his hands, you know, 
heavily involved, but the guys were pr- pretty solid at, obviously they're at, they're at Alabama. Um, I feel like if Venable sees some potential in them, I feel like, you know, there's, who are we to say that that's not a good hire? He's got a lot of roots in this area, in this Texas, Oklahoma region. And, um, you know, what do you guys have to say about, about him as our cornerback slash defensive coordinator or co-defensive coordinator, our, our second co-defensive coordinator now? Brandon, what, what would you like to say? I, I, I'm actually pretty excited about him. I, I think he's from the Texas area uh, near DFW. So I think he's going to have good, good ties in the DFW recruiting area. I was actually just looking for that five star that I, that we talked about off um, before we started recording. Uh, Toviano, Toviano, you know, five star corner out of that Dallas area. Um, that that's the first part that came to my mind when when the, the line news became officially official. Uh, I think OU is going to be a major player in him, and he's like I want to say he's a 25th uh, ranked player nationally. Uh, obviously, he's a top two or three corner in the class. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm excited to see that. Um, beyond that, uh, kind of like when, uh, Schmitty was announced, a bunch of former players, uh, current players, whatever, talking about how, how excited they are for Schmitty. Um, I know that DJ Graham has tweeted twice about how Valai's elite, uh, pretty excited to play for him, you know, things of that nature. Uh, and then Zach Sanchez is on Twitter saying that, oh, you got a dog or, you know, we finally got a real corners coach, a little bit of shade at Roy Manning, which I love there because, you know, we finally got a real corners coach. Forget Roy Manning. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do, what he can do with recruiting specifically. I think, you know, he's he, he, he finished playing college football in like 2010. So he's not that far removed. It's like 11 years or something. I think he'll be very very easily uh he'll be very easy to relate with the with the players uh both the players on this uh, on the roster at the moment and the kids that were you know are considering OU uh, I think him and Todd Bates should do a hell of a job bringing in some defensive talent uh to, to Norman and that's what I'm most excited about with with Valai yeah um kind of on a similar boat as you in regards to like the positives with him being so young, you know, having roots in, in the area with how it could benefit recruiting it. And the fact that he, he played defensive back. So he's got credibility already established and he was two time second team, all big 10. So he was good in his playing days. So he knows what he's talking about. I feel like I'm being negative this, this episode, but I, the, the hire is great because of where he's coming from. I just don't like the fact that every year he's moving on to the, to a next, the next opportunity. And I understand it from one perspective, because he is, it seems like it's always an upgrade. You're not, he's never going backwards. He's not going from like Texas to South Carolina state, you know, technical college or whatever. He's, he's actually moving up, moving up in the ranks. And um, he got, he did get to work under Saban. He probably learned a lot while he was at Alabama, just like seems like every single coordinator that goes there for a couple of years and then goes on to their big next opportunity, kind of just following suit in that with the Saban coaching tree. Um, So hopefully I'm wrong and he's a great guy and sticks around for like three or four years would be ideal. And then it's kind of just a toss up on who's going to get to be the the defensive coordinator, because that's what it seems like 
it, this is a tryout for who's going to get to keep the the official title in the next three or four years once Vanderbilt has complete hands off on the defense and just wants to trust one person to to run his um, to run the unit. So, um, it, I don't know. It, it's going to be great in regards to recruiting. I, I do agree with that with Brandon. It's it's definitely going to be a big big impact with his youth and um, you know being from the area. Yeah, and I mean the thing is like you said, every, every stop he went is an upgrade. And I really think the only reason why he would leave Oklahoma at this point, now that he's a co-defensive coordinator, that's probably why he left Alabama. He went from, you know, just a cornerback coach now to see, you know, cornerback coach slash, or well, I guess past defense slash co-defensive coordinator. The only reason why he would leave is for a defensive coordinator job, whether it's at Oklahoma and then he would stay or, you know, at another decent program. Uh, you know, at, you know, obviously FBS power five program. So I do think that as long as everything goes well, I don't think he, I think he could be here for three or four years, obviously, unless he was asked to leave. I just, I, it's good to see that at least he's making upgrades at every stop. I just would like to see some continuity. I, I do agree with you. Um, but I, I think the defensive back recruiting is going to go through the roof, at least compared to what we've had in recent memory. And that's exciting to see. Um, well, Alabama's clearly a stepping stone job, though. Well, it's a stepping stone job. No one job. wants to stay there. No, no one. What do you mean? No one wants. I'm to joking. Stay? He's kidding. No, okay, I was gonna say, say everyone tries to harvest everything from Saban, but it's it's honestly crazy what Nick Saban does every single year with all of his staff that gets hired every single off season. But I thought you were being serious for a second. It is but, uh, something that I was thinking about while you were just talking. Is I think it, there's a good chance that Valai might be the defensive coordinator. He's the least experienced out of the three that, that are in that role. Now Todd Bates is a known to be one of the best recruiters in the country for defensive line. So he's likely to be, someone's going to try to take him in the next couple of years. And I'm not the biggest roof fan. You know, I think he'll do good, but I'm just, I'm not a believer that he'll, he'll call an amazing defense. I, I've said it before. I hope Todd Bates has more of a hands-on approach for the uh, play calling during the season, but there I'm starting to think there's a good chance this guy might be the long-term answer unless Todd Bates is a guy that's like super loyal to, to Venables and he's not leaving without him uh, or he's not leaving unless Venables is like gives him a nod or something, which I don't think is the case. I think Todd Bates will get an opportunity in like two or two years, three years max to go be a head coach somewhere um, at, a, at a big time program more than likely. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I I wouldn't blame him for leaving, but as far as the timing goes, that would make a lot of sense because Todd Bates will be in demand probably every single offseason coming up, whether it's for a defensive coordinator job or a head coaching job. So, you know, it's something this is like the best or the worst kept secret. It seemed like everyone had a pretty good idea that Valai was going to be the guy for OU. And I'm just glad that we're at the point now where it's official. Uh, we can move on. All the defensive backs that are being recruited by Oklahoma, they know who who it's going to be, and there's no question marks at this point. Do you guys have anything to add before we move on? Well, I guess we're not moving on totally from, yep. the, yeah. from the topic, uh, but it's Latrell McCutcheon. Uh, McCutcheon, he was a four-star corner from Austin. He played you know, in nine games as a freshman last year. He has announced his um, entrance into the transfer portal. 
and a little history on that and you know to make sense of why he's going into the transfer portal um Valai was the cornerback coach at Texas in 2020 and when he was there he led McCutcheon's recruitment obviously a kid in his backyard at the time being in Austin um McCutcheon if you guys remember was not a fan of Texas and he still isn't a fan of Texas because of the way that they were handling his recruitment, whether, whether it's because they just weren't putting in the time or they weren't, um, I don't know exactly what he didn't like about, um, the way that they were handling their recruitment, but whatever it was, it wasn't good. And it was enough for him to not go to Texas, you know, being a hometown kid and now leave knowing that the is coming. Um, I just wonder what exactly happened. Uh, it, you know, it's a, it's unfortunate to have a casualty like this because McCutcheon showed a lot of potential and a lot of um, long-term, you know, what he could be for Oklahoma. Um, but Jose, what, what would you like to say about McCutcheon going to the portal? Yeah. I just like what you said, it's unfortunate, but this doesn't, this isn't like a, a reaction to Caleb leaving or Caleb potentially leaving since Caleb hasn't made any official announcement. It's this guy just legitimately doesn't blend well. He doesn't feel like he blends well with, with the guy that's going to be his position coach. And I feel like it's a completely fair decision for him to make. He's got to be in a position to succeed. And you know what? He might be going to USC, but at that point it's because he, you know, co uh, position coach preference and any kid in the country would do that. It's not, not because he's following anyone specifically. It seemed like he he gave the Oklahoma the opportunity uh, on and him staying, and it's just not a fit for him. So best of luck to him. But on the positive side, slightly moving away from Latrell, Billy Bowman was about to be a Longhorn and went to OU because of um, national champion Jada Coleman. Um, so maybe this this gets him more excited and is going to be more ready to play defensive back and really pop off over the next couple of years with Valai as his coach. Yeah. He, I mean, he was committed to Texas for a while there. So, I mean, he definitely had an interest in playing under Valai uh, and, and Valai probably sees a lot in him and, and thinks he can, you know, elevate his game. Uh, hopefully Billy Bowman gets returns to that slot corner spot this upcoming season. Uh, I, I think we all agree. That's probably where he's best suited uh, to make an impact for OU. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see you know Billy Bowman and uh, under, under underneath Valai. Um, another guy that I'm curious because uh, you know he's committed to us is, is Gentry Williams. At the moment, he's committed to, to Oklahoma. Uh, I know he's got another visit going coming to Florida soon, and wouldn't be shocked if he went and visited USC because he was originally committed there too. Um, but he was always waiting on the on you know who would his position coach would be. I think uh, so. I, I don't know um, exactly the Valai and Gentry Williams connection, if, if, it, if it's there at all or how strong it is. But I'm, I'm curious to see uh, now that now that there's an official coach there and, and, and Gentry Williams knows who it is, knows who it is. I'm curious to see if he will, you know, stick with and honor that commitment or, you know, if he ends up going to Florida or USC, I think that news should come out relatively quickly i would say a couple weeks or so yeah i i think if i remember correctly i think now that valai is on the staff i think valai and venables are either going to do an in-home visit or gentry is going to actually visit oklahoma here pretty soon as well i would imagine that's going to happen 
But I don't know about you guys, but maybe it's just because I'm scarred from the last coaching regime and everything else and just my confidence in this. I just feel like he – I just don't know if Williams is going to be a Sooner. I really don't. There's just something about it, and maybe with this new coaching staff and and whatnot, I know he's been saying he's he's locked in with the Sooners and there is number one and whatever, but we've heard this story. You know, this It's like a broken record. We've heard this before. And maybe it's different now. I don't know. But do you guys agree with me or or what do you think? Do you think he stays now that he knows about Valai or, or what do you think? I think that it's more than likely that he's going to leave. Um, and yeah, it would be between Florida and USC. I mean, he liked USC already before Lincoln was, uh, you know, moved over there with Grinch and Manning. And I mean, they have uh, Dante Williams, I believe, is a cornerback coach over there. So the, I mean, they kept him, the fact that USC kept him around, I think is definitely because of the, how well he does at recruiting and Gentry could very, I mean, he's pretty much going to go to the coaching staff that he was going to be with, with it in addition to Dante, who he already liked at, at USC. So I think if he leaves, it'll likely be to, to be a Trojan and Florida would be a close second because of his relationship with McClellan. And it seems like he's really interested in the staff that's getting put together down there. So um, I personally don't expect him to, to sign a letter of intent um, come February for Oklahoma. So, but I hope he, I hope he surprises me and he does. Cause I still think he is very talented um, and could be an asset. He's just a lot smaller than what is being recruited right now. At just at every position, the Venables and Levy and every they're they're just going after just really big human beings, just size and and height, just stature overall. And he's just not that big of a of a person yet. Maybe he can add a couple inches. He just doesn't seem like the the prototypical uh, recruit for this coaching staff, as from what they're doing right now. Yeah, that's totally fair, Brandon. What do you think? I mean, I agree. I feel like the writing is on the wall for him to leave. Um, the fact that he didn't sign in January when all of his other class of 2020 class of 21 commits did or 2022 uh, class did. Uh, I think that was all kind of telling. Um, but then again, I mean, he did say he's waiting to see the corners coach. So um, I, if I were a betting man, I'd say he probably opts to Florida or USC. Um, I'm with you on that. Um, but as Jose said, I do think the kid's a pretty talented, pretty talented kid. And I hope that, uh, you know, just being close to home, he's a Tulsa kid. So, you know, that two hour drive to Norman, uh, close to family and friends. Um, I think his teammate tease, is it Micah tease? Yeah. He's, he's still very much considering OU. If, if not, OU is still the front runner for him. Uh, so I think some of the, some of those things could help us. Uh, and I guess, yeah, we'll find out in February, but I, I imagine we'll have, a pretty darn good idea before February now that this news is official. And that's something that I'm going to be monitoring, uh, you know, these next coming weeks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction that he's going to be a Trojan. I, this, he's been pretty transparent and like his recruiting and his emotions are kind of on, on his Twitter page. He hasn't really talked about anything about Oklahoma or football in general. I mean, he congratulated Pat Fields whenever he, made the announcement he was going to Stanford to, to pursue his master's degree. His most recent post is about USC and Dante Williams being named officially named the defensive backs coach and the uh, defensive passing game coordinator. So um, 
I'm pretty confident that he's we will hear soon enough that he's decommitted from Oklahoma and is going to commit to USC. Yeah. I mean, again, we're we're not saying that there's actually any reports out there. This is just more of a gut feeling just because we've been scarred multiple times now. Um, I I personally think he's gonna go to Florida if he doesn't, if he isn't a sooner. I, I think he'll be a gator if he's gonna if he's gonna go, but I don't know. You know, let us know what you guys think. If if you agree with us that you think he's going to be, you know, somewhere else, or if you think he's going to be a sooner, and maybe we're just off off base and with what we're thinking. Um, but he's extremely talented, and it would be a big miss if we can't, you know, secure a guy like him. Um, you know, a top one of the top in state talents. We already lost Chris McClellan. It would be tough to lose Williams as well. I think he's number one. I think he's number one uh, recruit in the state. Yeah, maybe as him. As rankings won, play. Maybe McClellan was like, you know, he was he was up there as well. Yeah. Um, but all right. Well, I think that's all we've we've got on uh, Latrell and Gentry Williams and Belay. Um, Brandon, do you want to or Jose? Or, well, first, do you guys have any final thoughts? No. All right, Brandon. Do you have your end of video challenge for us? End of video challenge. Let's just let's. Comment your thoughts on the Valai hire. Why is it good? Why is it bad? What are you most excited about? What do you think he's needing to improve on um, during his Oklahoma tenure to get us to where we want to be as far as the defense and and in the corners and safety area specifically? Yeah, that sounds good. You heard him. Let us know what you think. We'll be sure to comment back and give give our opinion on it. Uh, If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, like the video, comment on, you know, obviously what Brandon just said or anything else that you heard during this. Uh, We really appreciate the support. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Plain Sports. Find us on Spotify. And we're going to keep a lot more content coming away. Stay tuned for tomorrow, too, because we're going to have kind of our touch up on some of these kids that are officially on campus. You know, we've talked about Jaron Kanak a little bit. We're going to go more in depth on him in the next video. Uh, same thing with the um, with TD Roof uh, coordinator, uh, the defensive coordinator's son, Appalachian State transfer. There's a four. There's a three star DN from Missouri who's considered. There's a bunch going on in the recruiting world. Um, stay tuned for that one. Yeah, there there's a ton. It might be multiple videos with how many people are coming on campus and you know transferring and whatnot. It's just wild right now. So we've got a bunch of videos coming your way this week. Uh, be sure to subscribe, turn on that notification bell. And once again, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.